Hello, and welcome back to Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we provide live audio commentary tracks to Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Aaron. Minwin. And my mate. And we are watching season three, episode two. We Ooh. had a good time last week, didn't we, everybody? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Wasn't it nice to see the gang all back together? All back together again. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed last week, but Sean, you told me this week's is ep- is better. I I think this is a better episode. Okay, Yay. this is a really good episode. Everybody this is actually one of that. the few one of the episodes like <laughs> I really remembered well arranged. from when I watched it before. When we play the IMDb game in a couple of minutes, yeah. everyone yeah. remember. <laughs> Sean just said he thinks this is a good one. This is yeah. a blues clue. Yeah. Well, Sean isn't necessarily the IMDb rating. No, and, and the IMDb is usually not not always what we all agree on. You know, yeah. uh, we are we're iconoclasts, you guys. We <laughs> we, we chart way. our own path. And That's right. Wow. We're not a bunch of we're we make our own decisions about how we IMDb. feel about Star Trek. Well, fuck you, IMDb. Who cares? That's what right. It's our I've never been called now. an iconoclast before. Yeah. Oh yes, you have, man. That can't be. That's not true. Yeah, <laughs> no when has I someone ever you said you are an iconoclast? Have had the most iconoclastic being an iconoclast. <laughs> sure. It may not yeah. have been done in front of you, but <laughs> you're an iconoblast. It's what you are. Iconoblasted. Yeah, you're an iconoblast. That's a really fun iconoclast. Is an iconoblast. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sean, what's We're going on? Season three, episode Dose, the Innocence <laughs> of Command. And I got 45 minutes and 48 seconds on the clock, and I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There she is. What a fucking sweet-looking ship. Gratuitous. Oh, that's right. We got Ooh. some string quartet action early on. Sure. This this whole sequence reeks of my friend asked me to come see his band. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So first of all, we learned that Miles plays the 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 upright bass or the cello. Yeah, right. Uh oh, data. Data playing some violin. And there's some there's a Vulcan on the group. group. Hmm. Data looks nervous to perform. Well, yeah, also, he, just, he doesn't want to perform in front of. Well, he doesn't. Per- he doesn't feel nervousness, but he he feels like he it would be better for them to go to a different concert when he's not playing because he's not as good. <laughs> I was gonna ask oh, that. Like, I so... bet he's good at hitting the notes, but it you know, there's he ain't argument. no yo yo ma. That's the, that's the whole argument of the of that of that part of the episode is yeah. how does he have soul? Does he to yeah. be able to play music? To understand the nuance of art and music. I like it when Picard blows his cheeks out like, like oh, fuck. Is this what I'm talking about right now? I gotta like, go through this with this guy again? <laughs> Haven't we had this conversation 30 times and mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll continue to have it for the rest of our lives? But we know that Data is fully functional and Tasha Yar was pretty happy so he's got He's got it where it's needed. Also, I'm a little. Do you know that she was happy? I don't know that we know that. 
Uh, maybe she might have been I'd... like that was fine, yeah. right? Maybe. I mean, she did say it never happened, which doesn't really a ringing endorsement. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. We are both going to pretend this never happened. <laughs> it's not, usually you know, not something you want to hear. Right? That's not you know that's not tops on my list of things I've heard from a lady in bed. It's not a good sign. No, I think I think it was established based on our body language that Data was good at establishing a rhythm and sticking to that rhythm. <laughs> Neither of us were ever here. No. Wow. <laughs> You know what? I've got to go back and watch that because that's not how I remember. Yeah, that's not how you remember. It's in there. It's in there. You remember I'll tell the good you, I'll tell you exactly what he says. He says <laughs> I am fully functional and uh, trained in multiple—not trained, but like versed in multiple techniques, techniques. or something yeah. like that. Oh. But that's just like a, an elaborate vibrator is what he's yeah, describing. But, you know, people get off on vibrators. Yeah, but totally. you don't fall in love with your vibrator. Well, I don't know. Like, well, you, can call, you, yeah, can have, yeah. you can have a conversation with Data, though. That's true. <laughs> that's more than a vibrator. He probably would, you know, pillow talk afterwards. Probably couldn't get Look, him to shut up. Be so I'm not, impressed I'm not by saying. It. I'm not saying Data is a bad lover, you guys. I'm saying <laughs> that this episode is about him, like, worrying that he can't play music well yes. because he can hit the notes, but he doesn't feel the music. Yeah. You know? yeah. I've got to do some research. I've got to do some read, reading on fan fiction on different interpretations of Data's sexuality. Oh, well. Like people see him as being there. Body or... Yeah, welcome to that rabbit hole. Go <laughs> ahead. Go I don't think you really want to do long. that. Hey. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, so we're at the there's intro. a lot, you know? Oh, yeah. They've been writing fanfic for 30 years about this subject. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could read. You could read for the rest of your life, man, and never get to the end of of that okay. particular subject. Well, I'll I'll All try right. and come back with uh, some qu uh, choice quotes for next episode. All right. Then okay, Sounds do good. that. Sean's gonna do. Sean's chomping at the bit because <laughs> we're in the credit now. It doesn't get. We're not done. letting it. We're not letting you oh, do this bit. Go ahead, Sean. The instance of command. Season three, episode two, September 30th, 1989. After 111 years of silence, an extremely litigious alien race asserts its agreed upon right to wipe out a Federation colony in its territory. Aaron didn't watch this episode. Right. What do you think the IMDb rating is? <laughs> Correct. Aaron. Um... Wow, well, apparently it's better than the last first. one. The last one was a 6.6, .6, so I'm going to say 6.9. 6.9. What? Really? Oh, oh my God. 6.9. That's what we get Damn. for all the data sex talk. No, no, that's not the <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was. That's not the answer. If you oh, thought that, I was, I was, like you was just like, celebrating. Yeah. I was just celebrating that someone said 6.9. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought I nailed it. Yeah, Sorry. did indeed. Seven point seven. Seven. Oh no, seven seven. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> seven two. Min six five. 
seven five. Ooh, ah, wow. see. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. I think it's a good episode. Okay. Okay. Do you remember this episode, Matt? Uh, I do not. Okay. What I'm noticing is that I see what you mean now about the uniforms because they have those weird like seams down. Yes. The yeah. The, the, and they, they get, get rid, rid of, of those yes. after a while. That's yeah. the big difference. Yeah. Why does Riker look like he, you know, didn't put on enough uh, lotion, like suntan lotion, sunscreen? He's kind of like, he's really ruddy. I do not remember this episode. There, he, he just did it. Are we drinking yep, for yep. the party? <laughs> <laughs> drink. He just did it. Drink. Did the it shirt was so tug. subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm. The tug. He does it a lot. Jerk tug. Oh, yeah. Now, We're going to get hammered now. Yeah. He does, he does it, it. He does ten it five, times five or six times an episode for sure. I don't remember this episode, uh, so I don't know. I no. have no, I have nothing to contribute yeah. on that. So basically, <laughs> Data they they find this this alien race that the Federation has a treaty with wants to colonize a planet that they found has people on it, and it's not supposed to have people on it. But there's this. Oh, they thought maybe it would be like, oh, 20-odd people, we could just get rid of them. But when they get there, there's actually this huge civilization of 15,000 people that are living on this planet that is supposed to be an uninhabitable by humans. Because they crash-landed and they've lived there. Right, but they figured out how to survive and they've created this. It's like been there for generations now. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and Data's got to convince them to leave or they're just going to get wiped out by this alien planet. That has its own like claim to this. Yeah, planet. they do. They had signed a treaty. It was a treaty that they had signed with the Federation. That there's oh, no okay. the Federation is knows that they don't have any right to. They have to get them off this planet, or they have the right to kill them all. Okay. So, so Riker just said they left 92 years ago. Yeah. And they've landed on this planet. Does anybody know how many? How much genetic uh, diversity do you need to like repopulate a species? Uh, you know what I mean? Few, like, if you had to start, people? If you had to start. You think a few dozen is enough? Because then you'd all be related to each other. Right? Well, well, if you're all, yeah, I mean, you're not, not related to each other. Think. There's mm-hmm. some kind of number. Our God, Lord and Savior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We started with two, Adam and Eve, didn't we? Sure. So we're all based, except for I, the other people that sort of showed up at times. I'll have to do a corrections corner on this because I know there's an answer. There's got to be an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my like answer I, is I a few like dozen. I can remember reading an article. It's how many were on this planet? That's right. <laughs> Let's start I counting. We should, we should venture our guesses. I okay, guessed a few dozen. So, I mean, they've only been there ninety-two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, and they've uh, built a lot of like quite a society there. It's a whole society for only ninety-two years. Yep, they did a lot of fucking. So, what else are you gonna do? This actor here, the leader guy in the gray tunic thing. Yeah, the actor. Apparently, the official story that's on like the Paramount books is that he was super unhappy with his performance. And wanted to take his name off of the show, so he's not—he's not credited. 
Okay. They completely did his entire dialogue with ADR with another actor. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the their main official... colonist guy. Yeah, the main colonist, Goshenev. Oh, that, that guy right there. That guy right there. And and so who and whoever does his voice is uncredited as well. Uh, Who's that guy? Because that's the guy I recognize. The guy. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy. But but that there's like a conspiracy theory about it. People think that like something happened, and Paramount is trying to cover up what happened. Yes. Because the, 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 there's like a whole conspiracy theory about why this guy did all this stuff, why this is the official answer. Mm. Okay. So, what do they think that he? I, I doesn't say, but that there's theories that something happened, and it, they're just trying to cover it up. Does the voice sound uh, uh, different? Disconcerting. Well, that doesn't different? make any sense at all. Like most conspiracy theories, it makes no sense. <laughs> at all. I couldn't tell. So the actor you're talking about is Mark Taylor, who is in a lot of stuff. I recognize him. The guy in the green? Yeah. Something. No, the guy in the brown, I think. He's been in a ton of shit. I'm sure there's something. I don't know. I, I recognize him from High School Musical 2. No, oh. that's not it. I didn't think that was it. Have you seen I have that? to say... He's the he's the 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 guy who runs the 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 country club. Oh, like, yeah. he's their boss. He's all the boss. He's their oh. that guy. Trying to get Zac Efron to do something with his life. And... Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh, who do we have here? It's yeah. a new lady. Oh, so she that actress is in my oh, favorite God. episode of Quantum Leap, or one of my favorite episodes. Eileen Seeley is her name. She plays Martha Wayne in Batman Forever. Oh, what's her? What's your favorite Quantum Leap episode? Uh, it's not my favorite. One of my favorites. Uh, it's an episode where it's a later episode where he's like a old a Vietnam vet who lives out in the woods with a friend and who's got who's super claustrophobic. Uh, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. We really do need to rewatch Quantum Leap because I don't mm. remember. There's so much of it I don't remember. I would love to. We should do that in our weekday podcasting. I'm available, man. Elite. If you want to do it, I'd do it. I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was just you and me, I'd do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> maybe do it. Figure out a time to do it. Do it. So what's happening on this? So planet? they're just basically the, that guy doesn't want to leave. He's like, they, we'll fight. none of them want to leave, right? Well, some of them are starting to realize that it's either leave or die is really the option. And but this guy's like, we can fight, you know. He's convinced that this, they, you know, like you said, in the 92 years they built the society, so I think they feel like they're fairly like Capable. powerful force that that to be reckoned with. So they think they can fight. And the problem is that these aliens that that our gang has a treaty with, yeah, are just sort of like. Ass uncooperative assholes, and right? Like, we're coming whether you want us to come or not. And basically, at the, this problem is like they have they're supposed to be there in like three days, but it's tactically impossible for them to evacuate the planet in three days. It's going to take three weeks because of how many people and the type of transports they need. And so, he's just trying to buy time at this point. Uh huh. He's trying to get himself okay. okay. So, that guy is that Ooh. costume. Is the same costume oh. from Skin of Evil with the oil guy? 
It's that costume, but without without the goop. But it's the same actor. Wow. Somebody's driving a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know, right? It's loud out here. It's like a rally. I thought that was your soundboard, Matt. (laughs) <laughs> it, it wasn't. I wish I had. I wish I had that sound on my soundboard. So this is that same outfit. It looks. Uh, it's the outfit without the slime on it. They hosed it down. Yeah. Wow! It doesn't look like it at all. <laughs> they took all the printer ink off of it. Yep. <laughs> And oatmeal. Does it look the same when it's not covered in goop, I guess? Yeah, and, and, and Metamucil, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, printer ink and Metamucil. Mm. Genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we classify Data as a vehicle, can we technically classify her as a dragon? Absolutely. She's 100% <laughs> a dragon. She is mm-hmm. into the robot. Yeah. Oh, is she? They oh, yeah. She loves him because he's so rational. She's like, these fuckers around here, they just don't think rationally. Because she's on board from the beginning. She's like, we got to get away. If he's saying we got to go, we should listen to him. Every Data love plot story ends exactly the same way, which is uh, Data saying, I am not capable of love, and I have to go back to work. Yeah, That's how every episode (laughs) ends. Yeah. I feel like that's how my relationships also go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one where he thinks he thinks because he's trying to become more human, he starts going out on dates. He's like, I should explore <laughs> the idea of having a personal life. So he goes out on dates and this one girl who works up girl, this one woman who works on the ship, uh it falls in love with him. And at the end of it, he's like, I do not feel the same way because I am not capable of feelings. And so we must break up. And that's the end of the episode. And it's just like, well, that woman's going to need to visit Dr. Troy and get some therapy. (laughs) 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 Because she just fell in love with a a robot Mm -hmm. and he broke up with her. She's going to be spending a lot of time in Troy's office. What did they beam over? Well, yeah, does, Troy, does, does Troy have office hours? She must, right? Yeah, she's got to. She's got think. to. She's yeah, the yeah, counselor. Yeah. She does because she says things like, "Oh, I have another appointment." Yeah. Do <laughs> so. you think she just has open office hours? She's just there. You can just pop in for a chat. Yeah. Or is it an appointment only? Trying to catch her. I suspect that the real answer, if you really want to know what I think, <laughs> is that. Everybody on the ship is required to see her, like, sure, uh, three times a year or something like that. So, I think it's a combination of like mandatory meetings, mm, mm-hmm. people who need more attention, like sure. scheduled mm. weekly appointments with people like Barkley, and then, and then, and then, like, and then, like, some open, like, a couple of open hours every day for drop-ins who have some sort of, you know, uh, mental if you, health issue. If you worked they, on the ship, wouldn't you look forward to hanging out with Troy? That's how I would structure Troy's day, in case you all were wondering. That's, that's how I would schedule her. You are her personal assistant. 
Yeah, no, if I was her boss, I would be like, you need a couple of hours a day for open transportation. You need a couple yeah. of hours for scheduling and then a couple hours for mandatories. That's how that's I That's a do good it. manager. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wouldn't you look forward to hanging out with Troy and having uh, therapy sessions with her? Sarah, uh, Troy is one of the only people on this show I would want to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I take that back. I love them all. <laughs> Guinan. Yeah. I definitely want to hang with Guinan. I would want to get drunk with Riker. Okay, here's what. Here's the game. <laughs> right. gonna, what would you do with? E- what? How would you hang out with each of these people? Mm. If you were gonna hang out with Riker, Jake, uh, I'm a name he, out of a hat. What would he's you your, do? Uh, he's your um like. Uh, what do you call it when they go on shore? He's your shore leave buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your wingman. Your wingman that's, on shore leave. That's yeah. the right answer. Okay, everybody else is over. We don't even have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're hanging out with Picard, what are you doing, men? Uh, just silly, ridiculous stuff. Reading Shakespeare. No, having Reading tea. Shakespeare, I think, is the right answer. That's a good that's one. Good. Yeah, I was thinking uh, wearing go, to a, go to a museum or something with him. I think runner-up might be horseback riding. Uh, yeah, except we only see him do it that one time. Yeah. Like, he made it a big part of his character and then never did it again because yeah. it's expensive to hire horses and do outdoor shooting. So they yeah. just never did it again after that. I w- would actually love to dress up as lobsters and just run around with uh, Picard just taking pictures everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be friends with Patrick Stewart because that's what he does with Ian McKellen. They like yeah. to go into like ball pits and like take pictures. I can't imagine Picard doing that. Yeah, um, but John, but Patrick Stewart does it all the time. Sure, him, sure. And, him and Ian McKellen have built an entire second life for themselves, <laughs> yeah. where all they do is go around and take fun pictures of each other. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't even know about that. Oh, you should look. Google Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, and you will get a cornucopia of pictures of the two of them. Best friends. Yeah, they're like Mm -hmm. best friends. And they're constantly going around and just doing goofy. Like, here we are on a roller coaster. Here we are (laughs) jumping into a ball pit. Here we are walking Mm -hmm. our dogs together. Yay. And they're just adorable photos and just, you know, pure joy. Two sweet old men who love each other. The fact that they love each other makes me love each of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, even more than I already did. The fact that they're best friends yep. just makes me go, oh, they're perfect. <laughs> they're oh, like, whoa. Yeah. She went for it. Yep. Dragon. The... <laughs> Dragging her body reaction. over data. <laughs> He's like computing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Mm. Well, Data gets more, I, I was going to say Data gets more action on accident than Jordy does when he's trying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's very true. Yeah. People fall in love with Data all the time. No one ever falls in love with Jordy. Oh well, we love Jordy outside of Jordy, or does he fall in yeah, love with people love still alive. Mm-hmm. Hey, May. Uh, what? Huh? 
if you were going to spend a day with somebody on the ship, who would you pick and what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Your favorite character is? Pulaski. Oh, wow. <laughs> and what would you do with her? Wow. Bold what answers. I do with Pulaski? Picnic. We'd probably go to Magic Mike's show in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's that actually sounds correct right. Correct answer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then she would uh, measure all their muscles and tell them how to increase their BMI or, or decrease their BMI, up, up their muscle content, whatever. Yeah, I didn't know she was a nutritionist as well. Yeah, for the night she can be. Mm-hmm. By the way, I googled Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. About a third of these pictures are them kissing. So, yeah, I'm into it. They, they love each other a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, I sort of want to imagine you, Sean, and uh, Philippe having that sort of uh, relationship, friendship as you grow old. And, and uh, but then sure. once May mentioned the photos where you guys were kissing I, or they were kissing. No, I, that's I, not happening again. Again. No. <laughs> I don't know how you kissed that man, Aaron. When I kissed him, <laughs> it tasted like metal. Does he always taste like metal? No. No? Was that just a weird combination of the two of us? Yeah. Bad yeah. algae. That's, that's when you know you're allergic to each other. Weird. <laughs> the image that sprang to my head just now was of two magnets trying to be pushed together. <laughs> Natural. That's why it tastes like metal. Mm-hmm. Just a natural mutual when? repulsion. Yeah. When did you kiss Philippe, Sean? Uh, at the end of the Tempest. Oh, okay. You were forced to. Yeah, it was an acty kiss. It was it an was, acty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, wasn't. Oh, we were drunk and decided. No, to see. <laughs> I mean we were drunk, but <laughs> yeah, we were drunk, but we were on stage. We were on so it stage. Doesn't count. It was for a joke. If you're on stage, yeah. it doesn't count. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that tastes well, like hell. It was weird. He might have been. He might have been a little stressed out. He might have been admitting, like, oh, yeah. Why would he have been stressed out? Yeah, because he had to kiss you on stage, or yeah, yeah. it's not his natural. Uh, oh, okay. I was just, the only and one. He might have been tasting some stress, some stress saliva. <laughs> I made him do it all the time. You what? His ass on stage. Drag his ass on stage. Yeah, it's good. Anything that can be construed as a performance art is not is not Philippe. Yeah, except the podcasting. He was always really good at this shit. Yeah, what is warped? Isn't that a little performance art? It is. It is. This is the perfect audio, perfect format for him. Right, because nobody's watching. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. You sense. can kind of pretend like you're just talking. Yes. You, yeah. can, you can kind of pretend like no one will ever hear this. Yeah. Well, and on this podcast, that's that, mostly that's true. Mostly true, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Pretty we great. We love you, listeners, who yes. are there. We do. We do. We love you, listeners. <laughs> We're doing our best. Uh, I mean, we, you stuck with us through 160-odd episodes, 150, yeah. so. Yeah. We must I mean, be something they like. I'm going to bet that most people haven't listened to each and every episode, but 
but yeah, most people aren't Sean. Most people are gonna, <laughs> most people are gonna dip in and out when it's an episode that they. It's an episode of the show that they know, and they're like, "Oh, I'll listen to what these people have to say about best of both worlds," and then they're going to be very disappointed yeah. when we don't talk we about best talk of both about- worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been talking more about the episodes since we started doing Next Generation. Well, it's time to fix that problem, everybody. Yeah, do it. Let's, <laughs> Let's do it. have some corrections corner. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Jacob, play the jingle. Correction corner. <laughs> Feels like it's been a long time. It has been a long time. It's been a long time. The episode just I, released does it. There's a corrections corner in it. I, I had a brief spurt of energy today and. <laughs> Uh, and then after that, I decided to do Corrections Corner. Oh. Yeah. Uh, these are corrections for episodes 108 and 109, Encounter at Farpoint, episodes one and two. Aaron, you'll remember Encounter at Farpoint. <laughs> this is the very first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, it's the one with Q. It's the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the outfits. Right? You remember? Yeah. yeah. There were a lot, there's a lot of outfit work going on in that episode. Uh, We talked about Bing Crosby because. Like you do. Tasha Yar is played by Denise Crosby, who was Bing Crosby's granddaughter. (laughs) And when I told you guys that, uh, Philippe, who was on that episode, Philippe and Aaron were both like, oh, yeah, Bing Crosby. Like, he was yikes as a human being. (laughs) So that made me interested because I had never heard that before. So I looked Mm -hmm. it up. And, yeah, he. Yeah, that rest. It's kind. It kind of depends on who you believe. It seems like if just going off of his Wikipedia page, the short story is his oldest son wrote a book after he died, uh, describing him as being uh, both physically and psychologically uh, abusive to him, to him, and to the other kids. But some of the other kids sort of disputed that and said, mm-hmm. "No, it wasn't that bad." Like. He was just strict because he was from that generation, blah, blah, blah. So there's a little bit of a yeah unclear, like, how okay. you want to interpret Well, the, the book writer might have been an opportunist, maybe. Well, and I Do thought about that. Kind of thing. I, well, maybe I thought he got about, the brunt of it. I, I, that could be, too. He was the oldest one, so it's possible he was the one who got, got it the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but it also did make me think, like, there is something a little unfair and I don't want to like you know say I don't believe people when they say things but it is a little unfair to write a book about what an asshole your father was mm-hmm. when you're after your father has died and, right. yeah. and has no opportunity to try and you know respond to that like mm-hmm. it's one thing to sort of say it to your friends and family and say this is something that happened to me and yeah you know I, well, it also I'm, sounds like, but it's a it's a whole other thing to write a book, which presumably you're doing for some financial reason, right? right? right. And in the book, is he mentioned the other kids? Um, I didn't read the book. Okay. I'm just well, no, I was curious. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, the other parent, the other kids were like, "That's not how I, it was." Well, I'm just going off the Wikipedia page. I wonder if 
Because if he mentioned the other kids and they didn't have a hand in it, that's sort of bullshit too. Um, it just seems like some of the kids, it, it, there's a lot of conflicting accounts. Sure. Like some of them say, yes, he, he spanked us, but it wasn't that bad. Some of them say, he never spanked me. Like, you know, it's just sure. a lot of you know, very confusing stuff. But it, it seems like he was at least kind of a mean dad, if right. not worse than that. Uh, the other thing that's interesting about this is that he established a blind trust in which none of his children would get their inheritance, the, his money, until they reached the age of 65. Oh, wow. So he Jesus. said, if you get to be 65, uh, you can have your, you can have my money. Mm. Here's the sad part of this story. Two of the sons died uh, one in 89 and one in 91, age 51 and 56, uh, both by suicide. Both oh, of his, wow. uh, two of his sons killed themselves in their 50s, oh, including okay. Dennis Crosby, who was Denise Crosby's uh, dad. Like Tasha's dad was gotcha. Dennis, and he named her Denise. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that's not point, painting a good picture of his whole fathering skills. Right. If two of your kids kill yourself in their family. Was one of them the one that wrote the book? No. The no. one who wrote the book died at age 62 of lung cancer in 95. And the, old, the, other, the last one died in 2004 at age 69. So I guess he must be the one who got the money because he's the only one who lived at 65. Isn't that a crazy story? That's like, crazy. Yeah. you can have my money, but only when you're old. I've heard about it, like waiting till they're adult, some age. But damn, sixty-five is like. Yeah, I know. You, this yeah, is that's, a, that's a good retirement. Lots of though. People are like, you can have it when you're eighteen, or you can have it when yeah. you're twenty-one. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, sixty-five. Seems- Free. That seems like a dick move. <laughs> it it feels like a dick move. Yeah. It totally is a dick move. <laughs> no, I think what you're saying is Philippe and I are right. <laughs> yeah, 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 I am uh, saying that. I think that it, I think that he was clearly a, a difficult person to grow up as right. as a child. Whether the to the what more, extent? We have multiple yeah. families. Is are all his children with the same partner? No, I think he's married. He was married. So that can a, that can inform the experience as well. Totally. Mean stepdads. We talked about this uh, last week on Warped. Picard's Wesley's mean stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about uh, little persons, little people on this episode because uh, in the flashbacks, not flashbacks, but when they're doing the trial. Q is judging them and they're in this sort of like post-apocalyptic nightmare. There are lots of uh, people of short stature running around. Is everyone with me on this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like Sean's come true. I remember. And I, I called them, I, I said there's a lot of little people in this episode. And Min said, I don't think that's uh, the, the correct preferred nomenclature, nomenclature these days. <laughs> He was like, I don't think that's it. So I looked it up, and I'm right. It is little person oh. or little. Um, some 
some people are okay with the word dwarf. Some people prefer person of short stature. I'm literally reading off the uh, <laughs> little person website. Uh, what is the correct terminology? The one they don't like is the one that starts with the word M. Yeah. Mm. That is the word that we don't use anymore. But little person, little people is is okay. So I was right. Min was right. <laughs> well, I, I was the correction on that. I'm happily I'm happy uh, to be corrected. Erin said that she thinks she watched Star Trek The Next Generation on PBS. Uh, and we said, well, it was on syndication, so that's probably not true. But Erin was very strongly in believed that she remembered PBS. So I did a pretty deep dive on this. <laughs> I can't, and I could not find any evidence that Star Trek The Next Ever. Generation was ever shown on PBS. Okay. I think I think what you're imagining is one of those local channels yeah. reruns of sitcoms all day long, you know, that was ne right next to Maybe. PBS. Didn't have, like, there were times when we only had like three or four channels. That's why I'm like, what would it have been? Yeah. If it was syndicated, I, I guess it could have been on any of those, just maybe not PBS. Could have been on any of them. <laughs> yeah, okay. But PBS wouldn't have... They didn't. Sh they didn't have the money to buy a show like Star Trek to show on their channels. So I don't think it was ever on PBS. I'm not trying to discount your memories. I'm just saying I couldn't find any uh, actual proof of it. Okay. You could still be right. I would never try to tell you that you were wrong. <laughs> He's learned his lesson. I'm just trying to think of the four <laughs> channels that came in. Was it ever on Fox? No, right? It might have been in your neighborhood. It might yeah. have been. Yeah. Um, we talk. Uh, is it, does anybody want to watch the show, or should I keep going? Yeah, no, keep, keep going. going. Just, this watching. is the show, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're I... getting shot now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't have to drink for them, though. Data is basically showing them. Look. I can destroy your whole planet or your with my little phaser. So he's these people are going to come. Them. And he's, well, he's basically showing them the people that are coming are just going to destroy you and you'll never see them in their face. They're going to blast oh. you off the planet. Oh, what did he do? He destroyed their aquatar. Because they think they can fight. Fight, right. They think they can put up a fight. And right. he's trying mm -hmm. to show them you have no idea what the fuck you're dealing yeah. with. This is Q telling Picard about the Borg. Yep. He's saying, you have no idea what you're up against. You need to run. Yep. So that's what happens. That's how they, they finally fix it. But the great moment is the way that Picard uh, gets the other aliens to give him more time because he uses the, con the treaty against him. And his look of satisfaction is amazing. So when we get to that, you'll have to just stop. But you can go back to the... Corrections corner now. <laughs> do you want me to? Yes, I, I do. If you don't, like, no, no, I, I do. Uh, we talked about drinking tea. Picard drinks tea. Aaron mm. asked if people still drink tea as much uh, in the UK as they used to, given the rise of, you know, 30 years of coffee More culture. effective caffeine delivery systems. Yeah. yeah. So I looked it up. Um, I think tea, big tea is drinkers. still 
the mm-hmm. number one drink in the UK. Mm-hmm. 75% of people in Britain drink at least one cup of tea per day, mm-hmm. according to some poll. So it's still it's still tea over coffee in Britain. Yeah. Uh, Coffee is very popular in Britain, but tea is still... I'm going to say, I bet coffee is getting more and more market share, though. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's become more and more, especially as people, younger people, you know, grow up drinking coffee. But there's Uh, something about hot tea on uh, during those uh, rainy, wet uh, London days. For sure. We recently got a tea kettle. We, I was just like nuking it and like putting a tea bag in before. And I forgot how much better tea is if the water's like really hot. Right. <laughs> it really Catherine's works got one. It's much nicer to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. Nobody should be drinking hot water out of the microwave. Like that's <laughs> terrible. I don't know why, but it's just, it's qualitatively look, look, worse. Look, look at this look on yeah. back, uh, Patrick just, Stewart's face. I was face. such an infrequent tea, tea drinker that when my tea kettle broke, I just didn't get a new one. But now I'm back back in the game. Back in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Americans, I just thought this was an interesting fact. Americans drink more coffee than tea, soda, and juice combined. Hell yeah, we do. We also drink a lot of the other stuff. Uh, We talked about how much caffeine was in coffee versus tea. Uh, There was a little bit of a dispute about it. It, Because I thought that caffeine, I thought that tea had more caffeine than coffee. And it, well, I was right, but I was wrong. Tea leaves have more caffeine than coffee beans, but the you get more caffeine when you brew ground coffee yeah. than you do when you brew tea leaves. Yeah. So the actual, the dry tea leaf has more caffeine, but you don't get as much out. out of it. So the, the cup of coffee has more caffeine in it than the cup of tea, but the leaves and the beans are the other way around. Interesting. What's this moment with Picard? Oh yeah, the stalling tactic. Yeah, he's stalling now because he's got them on the ropes, and his just look of self satisfaction, looking for for dust, (laughs) taking my time. I got you, bitches, by the short and curlies, and you know it. Anyways, why does he have them on the short and curlies? Since he's basically there's a there's a in the treaty they they can demand arbitration, and he's demanded that this race that hibernates for six months do the arbitration so they then basically he's like so either we can do that you can wait six months or you can give me the three weeks i need and be done with it oh so this was a legal argument this Mm -hmm. is a contract interpretation yep John Luke found John Luke found the claw the the loophole Mm -hmm. clause of the contract he rules lawyer did yeah that's lawyer Good old exciting legalese subplot. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you got to bring it around every now and then. Remember Cogley? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you remember Cogley? <laughs> <laughs> that named Cogley. That's the oh, real and name in one of our rando cats, Cogley Diana Zeus. So yeah, I definitely remember Cogley. I can't believe you said the word Cogley. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. 
Was, my favorite lawyer. Yeah, favorite character, man. Yeah. All his books. I'm, I'm stunned. Yeah. <laughs> that episode was it's called like Park No Marshall, matter what, right? she always comes up with something that'll surprise you, Matt. <laughs> we just talked about the differences between androids and robots. Data's an android. He's also a robot. He's androids are sort of a subset of robot. I said that androids have human parts in them, and that was wrong. That's a cyborg. Uh, yes, I was getting there, Jacob. Thank you. <laughs> I jumped again. Uh, Nerd test. This is a correction corner. This is correction corner express. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him. He's trying to kiss her. Oh, man. I Stop anytime you want, Jake. All you have to do is say it. All you have to do is say stop, and I will. <laughs> don't stop. Don't stop. Uh, I, you no, know, don't stop. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to say that if, if anybody's kisses are going to be medley, it's going to be these. <laughs> <laughs> So I think Rest. when she, after this happened, she went back home and like wrote in her diary, oh, yeah. Dear Diary, I kissed an android today and he told me he felt nothing. But then eventually <laughs> he kissed me. You know what that means? I can fix him. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch from Tau Signify. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. I think so. Yeah. I think it would be good that he tastes uh, metally. I think she would be into that. She does like computers. Yep. He probably tastes plasticky. Mm. Yeah. Probably tastes spiny. <laughs> Spinery. Spinery. <laughs> he is an android because he's human shaped, uh, as opposed to robots, which are sort of like robot don't, don't have to be human shaped. right don't have to be human shaped well when you say human parts what do you mean like um the terminator okay. in the terminator is a cyborg because he has human flesh on the outside of his ah. robot, robot skeleton right but data doesn't have that all of data's parts are are artificial are artificial yeah Right. He's got if no you, human parts you at can, all. You can pull his arm off and no blood comes out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's not yeah. organic at all. So he's not a cyborg. Well, he is an android. I just had the wrong definition right. of android. Uh, we talked about ALF. Of course we did. <laughs> because Sean told us that ALF was on the same night that Encounter at Farpoint premiered on Star Trek. Uh, Philippe told us that there was a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, trauma on, on ALF, uh, which is true. There was. Um, oh. Apparently trauma? the... Ruining my childhood. Go on. Apparently the... Well, we talked about this on the show. Uh, the Because of ALF, the physical presence of ALF, they had to build the sets like sort of four feet off the ground, uh, so that the puppet Tear could be, oh, right. was who was the man who invented? That's the other thing I didn't know. The guy who created Alf, he created the show too. Like was also the, the yeah. He went to the network and was like, "This is me, and this is Alf." Yeah, Put check this shit out. And t NBC was like, "Yeah, you're a show." 
So he wasn't just the star and the creator. He was also kind of the mastermind behind it all. Mm. Um, because one of the things that we talked about on the show was that there was a lot of uh, uh, pe- people didn't like him, the person who was Alf. Uh, the other actors kind of resented Alf because <laughs> Alf got all the good jokes. Uh, there's a pretty famous story where uh, the guy who played the father tried to strangle Alf like on the set, <laughs> not not the human man, like the puppet, the, the actual puppet. Like, yeah, I love Which it. Is either crazy or maybe he was doing it as a joke, and it sure, just got yeah. like blown up into mm-hmm. this famous story. But it just it just felt too good. He couldn't stop. I just like. To Did he have a drug problem? Did we talk about that? This feels right that he just got so mad at Alf that he just oh. started choking Alf. Yeah, and he's just grabbing a guy's wrist like right. underneath the puppet. He's just like got it. <laughs> he's just shaking it back and forth. And now I want to imagine Alf with a drug problem. Because it was because it was uh, four feet off the ground. There were all of these trap doors in it so that. Pop, uh, Alf could like pop up out, you know, wherever he needed to on the set. And apparently, they didn't always like secure the trap. <laughs> People would just oh, fall God. through them. Basically, actors would just like fall through a trap. <laughs> oh my door. God, that would be traumatizing. Um, the woman who played the mom said, quote, uh, there was no joy on the set. It was a technical nightmare, extremely slow. A 30-minute show took 20, 25 hours. Holy wow. shit. For a 30-minute episode of television. Oh, jeez. Wow. Um, Something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the other um, thing that Philippe said was that he thought that he had heard that the man who played the father yeah. on the show yeah. had had sort of an unhappy life post-Alf, had had sort of drug issues. I looked into that. I did not find anything uh, to support that. Right. I, I didn't find anything that agreed with that. Well, I'm saying it's not true, but I didn't find it. It seems like he left Alf and continued to work in an a- as an actor. He and then, friends. And um, then uh, passed away at age 75. So hmm. I couldn't find anything about him. Uh, Alf. I didn't find anything about post Alf like trauma. trauma. <laughs> P-A-S-D. I hope that's like, the I couldn't case. find it. I couldn't find it. Um, although the woman who played the daughter had bulimia during the show. I don't know if that was Alf related or not, but <laughs> it's on the Wikipedia page. Oh, man. Last but not least, we talked about Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli, wow. That's good stuff. The reason we talked about it was because Aaron told a story about trying to fall asleep (laughs) and asking Philippe to turn rain sounds on, and instead (laughs) he turned blame it on the rain (laughs) on. Yep. Which made her very upset. That was pissed. (laughs) We tried to remember all of their hit songs. Obviously, Blame It on the Rain, 
uh, I said, girl, you know it's true. Sean said, baby, don't forget my number. There's one other big one. Sean, can you remember the other big one? Was it the ballad? Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah it was like I don't remember what it's called, but I remember they had like a slowish song. Yeah, that was it's called "Girl, here. I'm Gonna Miss You." That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Now I can hear it. Yeah, girl. They had two songs that started with the word "girl." Yeah, and one e and one blame. They knew. But, they knew how to make their money. And here's the thing. All four of those songs were number one hits, like all over the world. Sure, that album was huge. Like, uh, they were hot shit before yeah. everybody figured it out. <laughs> like, yep. if they had somehow managed to keep that secret, it could have last. They could have had a huge run. Yeah. Uh, how did that get blown? Does anybody know how that got found out? What was the I don't I don't remember now. Like yeah. there's gotta be a story behind it. I don't know that I've ever heard it what the story was. I just remember I remember what had happened, but I don't remember why it happened. I've seen the uh behind the music. I think they were lip syncing and something went sideways. Yeah. Oh, there was like a skip record or something. That was that did happen, yeah. It was like a live moment, like yeah. people said, realized it. Yeah, I think you're right. I recall that now that I remember. That's yep. the end of Corrections Corner, everybody. Wow, good job. The episode okay. ended too. Good timing. Yeah, that was mm. ripping. Wrap it up, Matt. Uh, thank you all very much for listening to Warped. You can rate, review, and subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to Instagram to follow us at Warp the Podcast or buy our merch at Lunar Flare. You can email us at warpthepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Warped Trek. You can follow me at Host Warped. You can follow Min and learn about our Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu live streams and podcasts at Wet Maynard. Or most important of all, you can go to patreon.com slash warped, become a subscriber, and get access to additional material and bonus episodes. Sean, oh wait, it's my time. You can. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Aaron. Midway. Not me. Thank you for listening and good night. Bye. Bye.